Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunked. My name is Scott, coming at you live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm very excited about tonight's episode. Um, it's going to be a very informative episode, um, and uh, I'm personally looking forward to hearing uh, our guest Victoria's story, um, because I think there's a lot of people out there that can relate to what's going on here. So um, I'm, we're going to jump right into it in just a second, you guys, but I just want to give you a, just give a quick second here to show you how you can follow and support the show. As always, rebunk.news is the website. That's where you'll find links to absolutely everything. Well, almost everything. I need to update this thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, for the most part, you'll find everything there. All, all, the, all the major stuff, right? Um, social media, like Telegram, t.me forward slash rebunknews, pretty much rebunk news on all the platforms. Um, but I suggest hopping on the Telegram. And then if you go to t.me forward slash rebunked chat, that's the chat channel where the people are in there chatting all day long. Um, I really want to shout out here before I know a lot of you fast forward through the intro. So I just want to show you guys. We got a new shirt in the shirt shop. We got a brand new shirt. Uh, Where's it at? There it is. So thank you, Amanda at Big Frog T-shirts for busting this out um, real quick. Look at that. Remember when we were talking about this on the show? Like this shirt, this shirt came out of us just BSing in the middle of the show. And I was like, hey, Amanda. Can you uh can you whip up a shirt for this real quick? Because she was watching the show, which goes to show you that when you buy one of these shirts, not only are you supporting this show, but you're supporting a liberty-minded t-shirt shop in Beaverton, Oregon, who uh, designs and runs the website for me, and I just have so much love and respect for them. But right in the middle of the show, I was like, hey, Amanda, can we make this shirt? She's like, yep, and bam, there it is. Look at that. A couple days later, there it is. When you comply, you die, folks. You can't comply your way out of tyranny. There's no way to comply and just... Have everything go back to the way it was. We have to, if nothing else, just non-compliance, non-compliance. Like we don't have to be violent. We don't have to do anything. We just have to not comply. And that's how we get out of this. So you can represent that in your community. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different colors. And look at this, guys. It's I always fail to shout this out. It's like 16 bucks for a shirt plus shipping, but like 16 bucks for a shirt. I, I don't know any shows that offer that. So, you know, as you go, oh, that black is like $4 more or it's $4 more just because they have a, a different printing process for that. But, uh, but other than that, dude, the base, you can get like an, uh, what is it? A cream, Heather gray, 16 bucks out the door all day long. So, um, if you guys notice I'm wearing my, probably the, uh, the most popular shirt in the shirt shop, the Beavis, are you threatening me? Are you threatening me? Yes. The Gadsden flag shirt there. Um, again, 16 bucks. You guys can't go wrong. 16 bucks. Everyone should have this in their wardrobe and wear it proudly at all your festivals and all your meetups. I know you guys do lots of meetups. We encourage everybody to go do meetups in their community all the time. Go represent there. And then the new shirt that's just ruffling feathers everywhere we go. It's the new Trump mugshot shirt. I guess I did get on the Trump mugshot bandwagon, but wanted Trump. Donald J. Trump for vaccine genocide. Nobody knows. Like all the boomers heads are, are melting right and left. Nobody knows what to do with this shirt. So get a copy of it while it's still there. I mean, it's going to be irrelevant someday. So 16 bucks, get it while you can. Um, oh my God. I wasn't even showing it. Let me, let me just show you. Let me show you. I wasn't even sharing my screen. There it is. Wanted Trump for vaccine genocide. There it is. The boomers worst nightmare right there is that shirt. So, um, last thing I just want to tell you guys real quick is, uh, the Substack, uh, .com. This is where I push out all the alerts about the show. Um, as you can see, here's the info about today's episode. 
You can find all the links to the guests. Um, you can always find links to the guests uh, projects there. Um, Victoria is uh, one of the admins at terrainscience.com and devinspiration.org. And then affiliate links and all that stuff. But really what I want is you guys just go sign up for the uh, Substack. That way you get on the email list. And then that way you get notifications whenever I go live or anything like that. So um, that's pretty much what I got for the business. Of course, the affiliate links are there at the top of Rebunk News. Richard Groves Autonomy, TRS Heavy Metal Detox, the Gibson Go. If you guys get any value out of the show, you can just drop a tip over there. But other than that, that's pretty much what we got. So. Without further ado, I'm very excited to bring in my guest tonight. So uh, Victoria Quinn joins us. Uh, I was made. Uh, so we had a previous guest, uh, Anthony, who was uh, we were talking all about terrain, the terrain model. And he's like, hey, man, you need to really need to speak to Victoria because her story is very powerful. And so I'm very excited to get into it. So, Victoria, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It is such an honor to be here, and I'm really thankful to be sharing my story with you. Your platform is amazing, by the way, and um, you interviewed Don Lester, David Parker, Celia yeah. Farber, of course, Anthony. So um, you've got you've got some you've got a great bank of knowledge with your podcast. Yeah, I, it's amazing. Well, thank you. It's been quite a journey. It's like when I find somebody that I want to speak with that I find interesting, I try to track them down, and sometimes it works. And yeah, those are some of my favorites. Celia Farber is absolutely amazing. Anybody that's not familiar with her work, um, definitely go check her out. Uh, Don and uh, David really red-pilled me on some stuff, you know, and that was a really awesome uh, conversation as well. But um, let's let's talk about you and your story. So I'm really uh, – so we've been corresponding, um, you know, offline and in preparation for this. And uh, some of the things you sent me, I was just like, dang, that's just so, like um, – relevant to what's going on in the world right now because as the world continues to get crazier and crazier and things continue to not add up and as the narrative or the agenda or whatever you want to call it continues to just steamroll ahead despite all evidence to suggest that there's no basis in reality for almost any of it you know people are just left completely befuddled you know and uh people are starting to question things people are starting to come out of their slumber they're starting to look around they're starting to see things as maybe not quite what they understood, but they didn't, they don't really have any context to understand what that is or where to go, where to go from there. You know, by the time someone gets to my little show, you know, they've already pretty much gone down the rabbit hole. I would say most people venturing out of the mainstream, they maybe go to like a Joe Rogan or something, or maybe like a Russell, <laughs> something like that. And they get some truth bombs there and maybe they'll discover like Whitney Webb or, or I don't know. And, and, but, but by the time they like trickle down here, it's like, they've already pretty much, got the down. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so I'm just really curious. So you come from like the allopathic Western medicine field and your awakening was relatively recently. So can you tell us a little bit about your background and maybe what, what everything was like before, and then we'll touch on what was the catalyst for your awakening. So yeah, just a little background. Oh my gosh, absolutely. So yeah, I this year is when I started awakening and it's it would be called the dark night of the soul process. Mm -hmm. I didn't even question anything about germs. I didn't question anything about virology. Um I struggled in science as a little kid, so that was part of like that was part of me just kind of not really touching science. I was definitely into into spirituality. Um my family is Roman Catholic, so I was raised you know, typically Roman Catholic, but very like the disciplinary side of, you know, obey thy father, thy mother, that that type of thing. So um, I I definitely had kind of 
an indoctrinated mindset, as many of us do. And um, I was inspired by my dad to join the military. So I was so as far as illusion, I was hardcore into the yeah. illusion, um, just following following the footsteps, thinking that I was going to be, you know, a leader. Um, I was an army officer and, um, how this began is really just me following the spiritual breadcrumbs. So, um, you know, I, I always felt like I was in some sort of existential crisis. Like even when I was little, I definitely felt more so like the black sheep of the family. I was definitely very outspoken, kind of naturally would go against the system or challenge the the law, you know, with my parents, with school, things like that. Um, it, I do feel like it left, it left me with kind of a, a bit of a stunt in, in my voice or how I can speak because, you know, this is the way this is, you, you follow this route and this is, you know, you don't question it. This is how you go. And so, um, but it left me very much unhappy for the, for my pretty much my whole life until this year. And I didn't realize that, you know, learning about consciousness and then learning about learning the fact that everything that we've known from big pharma is pretty much wrong or totally misled to find out the schemes like the, um, I was starting to, Oh man, on TikTok, I was on TikTok and I was getting high and scrolling through videos of 9-11 being planned. Mm. JFK was assassinated by our government. Um, like all of these things, even things like honeybees resonate at 432 Hertz mm. and they levitate because they have pyramids inside of the, like all of these little random things that TikTok videos, like they just like, you know, you just filter through. And so going down that rabbit hole, it was pretty intense. At some point, I decided that I really needed some sort of, I needed a therapist, I needed a mentor. Um, I had gotten into the Terrain Theory podcast. I didn't even know what Terrain Theory was. I was like, I don't know what Terrain Theory is, but Terrain is related to nature and I like nature and I'm going hiking. So like, let's go, let's go into Terrain Theory. And then when I started listening to Terrain Theory, it just opened an entire world. I started, I started like healing myself. I started um, reflecting on my my own past with consciousness. Okay, so if everything is an external realm of us, then oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. um, if if everything is a reflection of our inner self, then okay, what does this mean? What what did this little like code men or like this little synchronicity or this animal that flew by across my face just now, like pretty much everything it, it is interaction with us like mm -hmm. simultaneously as we're thinking. And, and that was, that was kind of a, a big blow up too. So I've been leveling up in consciousness at the same time, learning about all this information. I was working at an allopathic hospital until I quit this summer because I was like, well, it doesn't align with my morals. Um, but but just kind of in a in a little summary of what happened, I was pretty much under the illusion until until really this year. Mm. Yeah, okay. it, it I will say it did initiate from a drug overdose. So I mm. I was I was pretty depressed and I was upset over, you know, um, a couple of breakups kind of back to back. 
um, feeling that I'm not worthy, um, financially, you know, scarce, even though I, you know, I got a home, but there's like a winter storm, I, I misused my funds. And, and so I overdosed on 20, 20 milligrams of Percocet. Mm. And that is when I decided, okay, I really, I really need to change. There's something, there's something within me that I need to change. I need to stop blaming the external realm, stop blaming other people for like my own problems and, you know, figure it out spiritually on my own to, to live a happier life. Yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So, well, there's a lot to get into there. Like, I don't know if Anthony told you, but you know, I'm, I'm like in recovery myself and like, you know, stepping away from substances was a big part of my awakening journey as well, you know, and then looking back on that. And so maybe we can get into that a little bit. Cause that's definitely a topic that fascinates me. In fact, I got kind of a project I'm mulling over in that realm as well right now, a separate project, but, uh, Ooh. but, um, so would you, would you characterize like any specific factoid or piece of information or a situation uh that that was like kind of your aha awakening moment was there something that really kind of just sparked the journey that you could trace that back to hmm. it came a little bit of out of at a time until until around october hmm. so um i will say that human trafficking has been a very important topic since i was little hmm. when i was this will go into um, your question. Um, when I was around four or five, I saw an article. I lived in Sacramento with my family, and I and I saw an article of a missing girl. I cut I cut open that you know cut out that article, put it on my wall, and just prayed to God, asking that she would come back. She never did. To find out that Sacramento is one of the highest cities for human trafficking in the United States. To find out that I think the Washington Post recently. Um, like made Sacramento the Sacramento airport, like the number one airport of the United States. So mm-hmm. interesting aligning that with human mm-hmm. trafficking. Also high rates of chlamydia in Sacramento. I think Sacramento County was like rated number five um, as far as all the, all the counties in the United States. So there's definitely an imbalanced root chakra issue in the Sacramento County. And, um, and so you know, I, I would see bits and pieces here and there of like conspiracy theories, like, oh, the moon landing was false. And I was kind of like, you know what, that kind of makes sense, like looking at the pictures and then finding out that Disney was involved and things like that. So it kind of came in little little breadcrumbs until until around October 2022 last year, I started getting into free bit free Britney. Hashtag oh, wow. free Britney. Okay. And and people were just um people are analyzing the videos like this can't be her blah 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 and so that's kind of when the dark night of the soul started because i started watching videos of like the skin suits the you know the details of the pizza gate scandal mm-hmm. and then and um jeffrey epstein and like you know tyler perry but um his voice sounds like Will Smith and is, and, and just things like that. And, um, I was just like, I was like, am I, am I, am I tripping <laughs> or am I just really high or, or like, but every, I, I would see people's comments like, oh yeah, this has been around for a long time, blah, 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 blah. Or like people have known this for a while. So I'm just like, oh, okay. I'm really new to this. And then, um, from there, um, that's kind of the human trafficking part that that got me like hooked because 
I, because we, you know, I, I was like on a consciousness level, how I did struggle for a long time, like on a consciousness level, how do we, you know, how do we work through that injustice? Mm. Um, and of course, everything is internal. So I had to look at things internally where, where I've allowed myself to be like, um, used in a certain way, or, um, you know, I, I let my, my ego take over, which, you know, can lead to abuse in some other form or neglect of some, of some sort. Um, but, but yeah, and then I don't even know how, but, you know, Anunnaki, Lizard, COVID, the COVID whistleblower kind of came around December is when I found out that COVID was a, you know, a, a planned thing. Um, it's, it was, I am kind of feeling the emotions now of when I was really scared back then, mm -hmm. um, because the, which is why I reached out to Anthony because like at a certain point, no one, no one that I knew in the 3d realm really knew anything about this. There, there are a few friends who knew, who, who do know like some things about this, but, um, specifically like my family members, like going to work, um, working with chaplains at the allopathic hospital, no one knew what I was talking about. And I started to feel like I was going insane mm. uh, because it is a lot, especially learning all of this information in such a short period of time. It was a lot to handle. Yeah. I can only imagine. And, you know, like I said, there's a lot of people going through that right now and don't really know where to turn. And that's a really, that's a really interesting element to this. You know, like I'm fortunate that, you know, when COVID happened like we immediately recognized what it was in fact that was like the catalyst for us starting podcasting is because we wanted to sound the alarm bells and you know we went and bought microphones and started doing this you know and uh because we we wanted other people to understand what was going on we wanted to help people understand what was going on you know and uh and and through that i was living in oregon at the time and uh you know we found this community of amazing like people who were awake and so the community aspect was so huge so and that, which is to this day, like, I feel like is the most important thing about what we're doing, you know, as, as we, as we learn this information, it's really important to take the next step and be like, okay, well, what are we going to do about it? Right. How are we going to, um, not get bogged down in the, the fact that this information is depressing and it's, it can be very disillusioning and, um, uh, demoralizing. There's a sense of like helplessness, you know, but we want to avoid all that. We want to avoid all that because what, what it's, what it really comes down to is like, okay, once we have the information, once we've gathered the information, we know what the world truly is like, then it's up to us to go out and build the type of world that we want. And so the community aspect is so huge. So when you're describing a situation where you're having these, you know, these revelations, but you feel like you're the only person in your, like that you're, that's in your circle, in the 3d realm. I love that. And you're the only person, um, that's actually receiving this information that can be really lonely and really scary. How, how did you navigate that? Like, how did you begin to start making connections with other people that maybe saw the world the way you did? And what's that, what does that look like today for you? Oh yeah. But before I start off on that, I just yeah. want to, I want to let you know that there's a, such a strong level of bravery. I will say like, awakening to this or mm -hmm. becoming aware of this, like with you and, and all of the other light workers who, who came out and, you know, Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't care if like, you know, we're afraid that, Oh no, the Rockefellers are going to like, you know, come and get us or, you know, we're going to get arrested, things like that. But the, here's the thing, like the amount of bravery 
and the amount of knowledge too of of consciousness and and resonating at a high vibrational frequency things like that it's it's um it's incredibly admirable and and i really do appreciate like what what you all are doing for for this community because we're meant to include everybody um and at some point at some point you know you know it and it might not be everybody, but you know it might be enough people do wake up or become aware of things, and and you might start getting a lot of contacts soon. You know, like yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, I'm sorry. The question was so uh, go how how was it navigating that whole situation where you felt alone and yeah. there was nobody you could turn to? What steps did you take to then take the initiative to find other like-minded people? And then what does that look like for you today? Have you found other people like in your local community that kind of see the world the same way as you? Yeah. So, um, yeah, when I, at, at first when I started like implementing the spiritual, you know, um, health practices like yoga, meditation, it was already making me feel better. And I was, and, um, helping me level, um, level up in consciousness and, um, be able to, understand and speak with people who um don't necessarily agree but have that but but be able to have like a conversation where i'm not arguing with them and they're not arguing with me it kind of it kind of i would say i kind of stuck with the 3d realm people for a while until around june after i saw my family i I visited sacramento i came back and i just started to fall out of line with my spiritual practices and started to go back down into that like level of like helplessness, hopelessness. When I would take weed instead of feeling happy, I would start to spiral down into like that fear-based state of, of, um, a victim state mentality or victim mentality as, as people say. And so the per, the first person that I really did reach out to was Anthony. Um, I sent, I sent an email to Ben from terrain theory and, um, and he responded back. I was so excited about that. And then I, I also attended Veda Austin's water is God conference, which was amazing. amazing. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. 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 Just for people who are listening, Mm -hmm. water, water. Oh yeah. Yeah. Water does respond to us. And, and water is a way where we can actually track our own consciousness too. Um, as far as like, are we operating from a state of love? Are we operating from a state of fear? And she has so many different, yeah. Um, she has so many, she has like over probably 30. Yeah, there we go. So she does this thing that you guys may not be familiar with. She like, I'm not sure exactly what her process is. I think, I don't know if she's very, she talks about what her process is, but what she does is she like puts intention in water and freezes it. So she, generally takes like a photograph of something, some object, and then puts that intention in the water and freezes it. And a lot of times that image gets replicated in the frozen water. You know, we know a lot of the interesting properties with related to like music. Like when you play a certain frequency, the water has different shapes, but like some of these are really like, look at this, like, like, so an image of her holding like chopsticks or something with a hand, see, and the water mirrors that it like reflects it. Um, and so I don't know how she does. She's a Veda Austin underscore water on Instagram. But I, I've been following this account for years. Look at that. Look at that little. Uh, uh, what the, whatever they call that. <laughs> a swan. A swan, swan, right? yes, a swan, <laughs> swan. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, this stuff's amazing. So, yes. But anyway, go on. Yes. Water. Oh, yeah. And also other things like, um, like, like, uh, 
tracking water like before and after someone's urine therapy or things like that to yeah but um so yeah i attended her conference i didn't i still didn't know ever anyone yet so i i contacted anthony and we during our first consultation, it actually lasted two hours rather rather than the one hour that he usually um, gives to, um, you know, new discovery sessions. So it was um, it was already very generous of him. During that week, during that week, something spiritual happened, like kind of crazy on my end, and I wasn't originally going to say it to him the week after because it was just so weird and I was like um it was really weird his voice was included his voice was helping me get out of this like it felt like an exorcism Mm -hmm. and it felt like I was being psychologically attacked by like um basically the the imbalanced root chakra the 3d realm of like like in a like if I were to call it like an aggressive um like lust demon like attached to my head uh, and, um, I wasn't going to mention it to him, but, but the, the week after when we reconnected, he was like, Hey, does some crazy stuff happen to you? Because it happened to me, like some stuff happened to me too. And like, it was, it was confirmed that, that we have this, like, we have this divine contract probably to help promote terrain science and, mm-hmm. and for me to continue working or continue training to be a light worker like the rest of you all. Um, and so I, so yeah, I was talking with Anthony for some time. Um, I noticed that terrain theory, they mentioned the summer hoot and I was just like, I want to go, I want to go. So I, I was like, you know what, two weeks before I was like, I'm going like, I, I, I booked the flight, um, booked the tickets. I, I met them. I met Ben and Mike. I met, um, and then I met so many other people whom they interviewed. Um, they uh, Kelly Krein, Rob Williams, um, Elizabeth Vernon, Danny Perrot. Um, oh, um, their friend Veronica, who did the Christmas special. Um, oh man! Oh, Covell McDermott. I was really looking forward to meeting him. And I, I actually I wrote in my therapy reflection to Anthony. I was like. Um, you know, I, I really hope to meet Covell McDermott during nice. the summer hoop. And he was there. Um, Craig Santiago, just, um, just, yeah, they, yeah, I, I didn't even know like all of them were there. Um, and so it was, it was a little bit, you know, it was a little bit nerve wracking, like to be around highly conscious individuals. But, um, but I would, I would definitely call I would definitely call all of them friends, even when I barely know them, only met them once. Like, um, like I, I, there is a level of trust within this community that is unlike any other community I've ever felt in my life, hands down. And, and I, and I know that it has to do with, with, you know, Christ consciousness and, like the terrain science approach and um, seeking the truth. They're, they're truth seekers. They're all truth seekers. And um, yeah, I, 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 w- I, I look forward to continuing to develop my friendship with them. That's so cool. I have, I will say that I, um, I did um, get into the Weston A. Price Foundation in my area in Washington cool. state and I was able to, you know, like learn how to do some holistic things like, um, you know, uh, fermenting 
pickles, you know, pickle yeah. jars, and then, you know, getting apples from their trees, things like that. So, so I've been, I, I have been slowly integrating myself into, um, you know, developing a green thumb so that I can eventually right. be self-sustainable. That's it. And you know, that's the ultimate truth or kind of finish line there. Once you get to like, okay, I need to get off grid. I need to get a homestead. I need to start <laughs> growing my own food. That's like the, you know, you've arrived, you've gotten like full circle. So that's awesome. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's lots of amazing stuff. So, um, so you guys, so, uh, Victoria is one of the admins at terrainscience.com. We talked about this on our episode with Anthony. Um, you know, it's not just about terrain, the terrain model, but you know, heavy focus on uh, just the big pharma in general. Um, they have lots of contributing authors. So if you go to terrainscience.com, you can check that out. Um, but let's get into that a little bit. So to me, like, you know, when I first learned about the terrain model, I was like, Hmm, interesting. Like I didn't, uh, it was something that kind of like passed like peripherally by me. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. I kind of filed it away. And, uh, kind of for a while in the beginning for me and you know it was like post covid maybe 2020 when i first started hearing this whole notion of the terrain model and i was like i was like yeah but isn't the science settled on like viruses and stuff like that you know what i mean i literally had like those thoughts you know and when it's like how could how could they all be lying how could they how could they have like what about the whole all industry? of them <laughs> yeah all of them what about the whole industry of, of of virology like how could they all be in on it or not telling the truth or or be duped you know what i mean don't they have like virology degrees don't you have to like study this so anyway and so there was a little cognitive dissonance in the beginning until i decided to take the plunge and you know there were some very core texts that really opened my eyes to it you know particularly tom cowan contagion myth and uh, goodbye germ theory by dr uh, william trebin um and then, you know, over the years, over the last couple of years, doing multiple interviews with lots of people who are in that realm, um, you know, I've learned a lot, not only about the the kind of the 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 basic axiomatic uh, fundamentally non-existent foundations of virology that are all kind of like they base all of their future discoveries on flawed data to begin with, but not only like the like virology itself, but then also this new paradigm, this new paradigm of, you know, diseases come within, you know, like it's basically, you know, malnutrition, uh, lack of nutrition, toxicity, EMF and stress. Like this is what's making us sick. Right. And we can like electrochemically communicate that to each other. And so, you know, so these things are like, it makes sense. It makes so much sense. And then the big one that really got me interested, I have a friend actually, who I really want to introduce you to who she's awesome. She's amazing. She's very much into terrain and she's right. She's working on a play right now about uh anton bachamp and uh louis pasteur it's a two-man play wow and and she actually awesome she actually just went to france to meet with uh like the the i don't know if they're family or people that are kind of like entrusted with the bachamp kind of trust and and so she went to france because she speaks french and she went and visited them and uh got so much information she's gathering all this research right now and so and she's like, she's like a, you know, a, a light worker and a, a spiritual coach too. So I feel like you two are going to be like best friends of the whole world. So I'll make that, in, <laughs> I'll make that introduction after the show. But, uh, but to me, like, and, and her position, which really kind of helped me see a lot of this is like, you know, this is a big, this is like the big domino to fall. Like they have to protect their germ theory at all costs, because if it is, you know, if we can kind of mass adopt the idea that viruses don't cause disease and that really it's a product of how well you take care of yourself, what you eat exercise, staying like spiritually fit. Like these are what causes good health or proper health. And so, but there's no money in it. 
So if we can literally proliferate this idea of the terrain model throughout all of the realm, then big farmers like out of business and their little symptom management scheme that they got going on is out the door. So, uh, so tell me like how, how you, you first stumbled across the terrain model and what it means to you. Like what, what is the significance of why it's, it's been such a big focus of your discovery process? Oh man. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, I didn't know anything about terrain theory. So, li so listening to, well, terrain model, terrain science. So yeah, yeah, listening yeah. to the terrain theory podcast, um, I was just starting to get bits and pieces of information. I started off with Matt Roski's um, first episode when he talks about copper and electroculture and the fact that like copper is a natural metal that like helps like grow plants like faster and quicker. Um, you can wrap it around like, you know, crystal, you know, clear quartz and things like that. Um, but going, going into like more of the science related things, um, at first I was hopping around the episodes. So with more science related things, like with, you know, Andy Kaufman, um, let's see, Tom Cowan, um, Alex Zek, I really, I really needed like a pen and a paper. And yeah. I was like, okay, like I, what I did when I, <laughs> my jaw dropped. I was, I was driving to my allopathic hospital for work in the morning and I was listening to terrain theory. They casually said something about, oh yeah, because germs don't, you know, germs don't exist or viruses don't exist. And like my mouth was just like, what? Yeah. Um, and so when that happened, I was like, okay, well, I need to, I need to, I need to start learning about this stuff. So I went, I went back to, I went to an Alex Zek podcast in terrain theory. He describes how they quote unquote isolate the virus, but it's not isolated. It's like they're, they're adding these chemicals, making it go some, go to some sort of like cytoplasmic like effect and, and then breaking down like these dead cells anyway. And, it, you know, it's just, and so I was writing it down. I looked up SARS-CoV-2 in the method lab section because I wanted to see it for myself. Um, and um, that's kind of when I was like, okay, every single, every single like word I didn't know, I looked it up, looked it up, looked it up because a lot of these words are just like, are silly. Like I have, okay. I did prepare some things from um, some terrain science articles. Perfect. Um, every itis, like quote unquote itis that you talk about is the same disease, but they'll make you believe there are 200 different ones. Um, inflammation of sinus membrane is sinus, sin, sinus, sinusitis. 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 Yeah. Oh, oh, otitis inflammation of the inner ear, carditis inflammation of the cardiac tissue, um, arthritis, appendicitis, hepatitis, nephritis, all the same disease. It's just the inflammation of the, and then fill in the mm -hmm. blank. And they'll make you believe that each one is different and make it sound credible using their, you know, techno jargon, doctor yeah. language. Um, and so to find, it just made sense in my mind, the fact that whatever we eat, whatever we put in our bodies, you know, it creates the terrain of our environment. It just made sense. Mm -hmm. and, I'm, and so when, when that concept came about in terrain theory, I was like, oh, well, that makes perfect sense. And of course, like we do believe in the placebo effect. The, the fact that, you know, you've got, you've got some people in a room, 
somebody gets sick and anyone who's scared that they're going to get sick, like you're, you're inviting, you're inviting that that's already fear. Like if, if you have fear in your body, your, your body doesn't respond well to fear. And that's, that's, that's how actually we get, we get sick in so many different ways. Like, you know, men, mental health, like bodily health, like um, gut health, like that's fear, anything, anxiety, stress, like what you said, like it already, it already brings that sickness within us. And then, um, and if you believe you'll get sick, you'll get sick. And that's why, like, it's like, why do the healthy people not get sick or they don't get the common cold if it's supposed to be contagious? And so I was like, you know what, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, and just reading about it more and how cells, how cells actually, you know, act with each other and they act more in waves than particles, you know, relating it to quantum physics. Um, if we have 99.9 whatever mole- water molecules in our body out of 100%, then that means that they do have the ability to like go through each other. They have the ability to transmute and to, um, yeah, and, and to move in that manner. It's um, something I also found on um, the one disease with many symptoms in terrainscience.com is they teach cytology, the structure and function of the cell, but not cytopathy. And there's a big difference. The study of cytopathy is a study of cellular disease. And that's something that like our, that big pharma just completely doesn't cover, or I don't know where it covers in, in, um, in like medical school, but I, I think it was like, I heard it was like one or two classes or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. As with a lot of these things, you know, whether it's vaccines or nutrition, they get like a class, like a a day (laughs) on it, you know? So yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating stuff. I mean, um, it's such an interesting topic to unpack and I just want to encourage everybody that's, you know, not really familiar with it, you know, set aside some of that cognitive dissonance. If you're like, Oh, these guys are crazy. Of course, viruses cause disease. It's like, well, as with all these things, you know, um, reserve your opinion. So after you kind of look into it, because to me, I, I, I can totally relate to that. In fact, with vaccines myself too. I remember when I first heard that maybe even childhood vaccines, there might be some concerns and harm in that. I'm like, yeah, but isn't the science settled on that? And then of course I did my own investigation and found some very shocking things, you know? And so it's like, we have, we can't, you know, shy away from opening these doors, even though they're scary and they could potentially disrupt everything that we know about life, you know? And then it's just like, you're a testament to that. You know, you're a testament to the idea that, you know, it, it is scary, but we walk through it anyway. And isn't it rewarding though? like walking through that fear, arriving at the other side. And uh, there's like new knowledge and new insight and a new perspective on the world. That's almost makes the world so much more of like a magical and beautiful place than we even realized to begin with. Exactly. And it, it becomes more beautiful as well because after the lesson, after the challenge, the obstacle of going over this information that was once originally false, we now know that the power actually comes back to us each time. The power, the power is us. It's okay. Then, then let's mm. not eat like candy every day. Let's not, let's not go to Starbucks and drink, you know, coffee, things like that. Um, or limit it, you know, like, you know, know what our limits are as far as that. But, um, oh yeah, I wanted to, I did want to ask, like, I think during the HIV AIDS push, right? Like they're claiming that was a virus and 
during that time, there's a specific drug that many people were taking, and that was actually the thing that was producing many of many of the symptoms, right? But I forgot what that drug was called. Yeah, I've looked into this quite a bit. It's really an interesting story. I mean, it's really just like a, a very in-your-face uh, test case for like the terrain model, like in action. You know what I mean? And so, uh, hold on, my camera's kind of wigging out there. A little bit of a delay. That's all right. Anyway, um, it does that periodically. But uh, so with the aid situation, like it just is, it just speaks to what, what we keep saying with the terrain model where it's like, you're a product of your environment, your lifestyle, like the health choices that you make for yourself. And like back then it was like a community of people who's like, you know, they were pinning on like, you know, the gay community in like the San Francisco area, this and that. And it was like, you know, people that were living a lifestyle of like, you know, drugs, you know, doing like meth, Coke, like all this stuff stand for weeks at a time, like engaging in all kinds of, you know, sexual activities or just like, you know, it's like strenuous on the body, but the one you're talking about, is this thing called amyl nitrite. So amyl nitrites, there's like an inhalant. It's like a, like a vapor inhalant that you, you take that's supposed to, um, you know, cause like, uh, cause like euphoria and kind of disassociative, like put you in a disassociative state and, uh, stuff like that. And then it was, um, and then a lot of people do blame that for, you know, the, the ill health effects that, that resulted, which they labeled as like HIV and AIDS. Right. And so, you know, that's a really clear example of like, you know, lifestyle choices and just not being good to our bodies, not being good to our terrain causes this mass sickness. And then again, you have the fear, you have the fear that spread out. You know, I was maybe, I was a kid at that time. Like I was for like, I don't even know. I was like five or six, maybe when like that, or even that, I don't even know exactly when the AIDS situation really came about, but I was born in 83. So like, I don't know, like I was like maybe just an infant. So I wasn't worried about getting AIDS back then, but I, I now looking back and studying it, you know, you learn that, uh, that, that there was so much similar. There's so many similarities to what we saw with COVID where it was like, this supposed disease outbreak that's going to infect everybody and there's nothing you can do, but, but, but we have this drug and you take this drug and then it'll cure you. Right. When in fact then, so that's also, okay. So maybe that's what you were talking about too, is that first of first it was the amyl nitrites that were like causing symptoms, which triggered them to diagnose and make an AIDS diagnosis. Then what happened was for people that had that positive AIDS diagnosis, then they started giving them the drug AZT, which, then furthered their symptoms and caused even more of like a cascade of negative health effects, which then, you know, ended a lot of people's lives. So, you know, similarly to like what we see with the, the COVID shots and just have done extensive reporting on this, where it's like a net harm over time, you're going to have a net harm from the COVID injections up to and including, you know, very severe adverse events, you know, as opposed to getting like a, a, a cold or a flu with like a 99.7 survival rate, you know? So obviously the treatments are worse than the actual thing that they're attempting to cure. So there's so many overlaps, not to mention the fact, of course, Fauci was in charge of both of these operations, but, uh, but yeah, so, so, but, but that's really just goes to show you not only just the, the fact that when we poison our bodies, or we let poisons into our bodies, like we're going to have consequences for that. And then they're going to offer a solution that's probably going to make it worse in a lot of cases. So it's really, a, it really encapsulates the whole terrain story in that whole case. You know, you're, yes, you're completely, you're completely on point with that. Um, to add on to what you're saying, um, in Educate Before You Vaccinate, one of the articles on terrain science, Dr. Suzanne Humphrey says, no vaccines increase the health of a human because there's nothing in a vaccine that our bodies actually require. We don't require aluminum, mercury, um, polysorbate, or yeah, polysorbate 80, 
um, which can cause cancer, skin allergies, de yeah. developmental re reproductive toxicity, um, formaldehyde, which causes irritation in the eyes, nose, throat, or any of the ingredients commonly found in vaccinations. So there's no new, like nutritious effect of the actual vaccine. So why, why are they putting that in our bodies? Dude, that's, that's a really good point. I've not heard that argument. So again, you guys can find this on uh, terrainscience.com. Just type in the title. I pulled it up in two seconds. If you want to read the whole article, <laughs> if you swallow something poisonous like Drano, you'll vomit it immediately. And that's the other thing is they just inject it right into the bloodstream, bypassing all the body's natural defenses against things like, um, you know, the mercury, which is still present, like multi-shot flu vaccines, things like that. And it's like, their argument is always like, well, you know, there's like mercury and tuna. So, you know, if you eat tuna, then like, you know, you still get a little bit of mercury. It's like, yeah, but my body's like filtering that out and it's going through the process that my body's designed to, to filter that stuff out. If you inject it right in my vein and it goes right in my brain, like that's a whole different ball game, buddy. There's no defense mechanism. Yeah. It goes straight to the bloodstream. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, the terrain model I think is a, is a big one. You know, uh, the more of these conversations we have, the more this information gets out there. I envision a day where I hope that it just gets to the point where people just get so sick and tired of the, the current medical paradigm that, that we start to seek answers. But then again, you have to put a lot of faith in humanity when it comes to that, because that requires us as individuals to take responsibility for our health. And I don't think people want that. People want to just take a pill. People want to just take a shot and that's their, that's their, their, their health for the day. It's like, Oh, I got my pills and that's all I need for health. You know, I, we, the show I used to do, we used to have a shirt that said, you can't inject health. You can't inject health into your body. You can't just like be like, oh, I'm unhealthy, inject health into me and I'm fine. You know, it takes a lot of personal responsibility, but people don't want to hear that. So I'm hoping more so, more so than even getting this information out there. I hope that we can get to a point where we're empowering people and, and giving people the internal motivation to want to seek that for themselves. Maybe that's where we need to focus on. Like, yes, we could talk till we're blue in the face that viruses don't exist, but really what we need to do is shift the paradigm into people finding value in taking charge of their health, which ironically is like literally the one <laughs> thing that we do have absolute control over. I mean, we have absolute control over what we put in our bodies, you know, the things that we surround ourselves with that we do have control over. A lot of people are under the illusion that maybe we don't have control and I'm a victim here, victim there. You know what I mean? I can't afford this, can't afford that. But you know, that is the one thing that we absolutely can take back and take control over. And that's, that's how we fight in this war is we, we, we become as healthy as we can possibly be. Right. And that's, and that's exactly, that's exactly what it goes down to Scott is victim mentality is, mm -hmm. is, are we, are we willing to do the work to, to research these things and find out for ourselves, or are we just going to blindly trust in whatever like article we see online or whatever our work tells us, or everybody has to get vaccinated because, you know, like that's a thing. Um, Ooh, I did want to ask you sure. because I, I said, I was going to ask you how ah. you started your dark night of the soul process. And how was that like for you? Um, well, it came in many stages, <laughs> uh, around like truth stuff. I would say it kind of popped up around like the idea of nine 11. We were talking about this a little bit before the show, but like nine 11, the truth about that. I think that's a big one for a lot of people. Um, once I realized, you know, that the third tower fell on, on like nine hours later after the twin towers fell and 
that there was really no reason why it did and that the only reason it could have been brought down was with explosive charges in there. Then I was like, oh, okay, well then I guess all of it's a lie. And so I really started digging into it. And then really one of the big ones for me, I was listening to a episode of the higher side chats with Greg Carlwood, which is a really good show. And he had this lady on named Fiona. I can't remember if it's Fiona or Sophia. I think it's Fiona Barnett. She's like a satanic ritual abuse survivor from Australia or New Zealand. And um, her testimony about, you know, being brought up in, I don't know if her family was involved in it or if she was like, you know, trafficked as a child, but like her witness, her testimony of like being in these, the situation where like, you know, witnessing like child sacrifice and being involved in like, you know, that whole thing from a very young age. And at first I was like, this lady's crazy. No way, dude. There's no way that this is, this could possibly be true. So I, I started looking into that particular topic around like child trafficking, you know, satanic ritual abuse. And I went down all kinds of rabbit holes. And this would have been like 2016, I want to say somewhere around there, 2017, maybe. And, uh, looking, looking into that stuff, I found myself in a pretty dark place. And I was like, so that was the thing is I came into that just being incredulous. Like, there's no way this is all a bunch of BS. And then, you know, watched a few documentaries about it. There's a really good documentary that's kind of hard to find. It's on BitChute. It's called Imperium 2018. Um, you can find it. It's like a two-parter, which is basically like a 10-part uh, documentary about the phenomenon of not only child trafficking, but basically each story kind of shows how governments cover up the phenomenon of child trafficking. And it goes all different. Like it shows like the United States, the UK, um, Denmark, Denmark, I think, like uh, Lithuania, and it shows how these governments marshal all of their resources to protect and cover up cases of like high level trafficking. When one of theirs, like a judge or, or somebody in their institution gets busted, then it's like they expend all their resources to cover it up. And that's when I realized it's like it's almost like these governments exist like for the sole purpose of like covering this type of behavior up, you know? And so that was that was a pretty dark one. And then I got into the work of, um, Tracy Twyman, um, who's another researcher who went, I feel like a little too far down the rabbit hole. She was found hung back in like 2018, 19, somewhere around there, or she found hanging. So there's a lot of suspiciousness around her death. And so I don't know if she went too far and just couldn't take it anymore or if there was something else going on. But, you know, at this time I realized like, man, I can't do this anymore. And so I, I, I fundamentally shifted how I saw the world um, in terms of like, realizing that uh, the true nature of evil in a lot of ways and that I wanted to be uh, part of like the solution, part of the light, you know, it took me a long time to be more solution focused. I think COVID really brought that out. Um, but uh, I think around truth, that was kind of the big one. And then like, you know, my, my whole path with like, you know, getting clean uh, you know, like drugs and alcohol are a big part of my story. And I got clean back in 2016 and uh and, you know, I've been on a very, very intense, like, spiritual journey with all that since then. And so, like, they kind of, like, had this strange confluence. Like, I think maybe since they kind of had an overlap in time, like, maybe while I was getting clean and sober, I was, like, also investigating, like, child trafficking. I was looking for something else. Like, I was looking at wow, all, yeah. all the conspiracy rabbit holes, and I was, like, filling my life with that, you know what I mean, listening to podcasts and stuff. And so, you know, I don't know. So, and here we are, I guess. So, it's been quite a journey. But yeah. speaking, speaking of, speaking of, uh, spiritual awakenings, you know, someone in my situation, you know, having come out of addiction, I did have like, you know, I had a sponsor, I had a lot of people in my support circle. Like I had 
definitely people guiding me along the path of that spiritual awakening and learning how to live, you know, clean and sober life. But I might've been able to use some sort of like spiritual guide for all the other stuff. Like, Oh my God, how do I navigate all this, all this new information that's coming in and this new perception of a very dark world. Like it can't really be all that dark. Like, where's the light? Help me find the light. And I know you do a lot of work in that realm as well. So I'm really curious about this. So um, you have your website, divinspiration.org. Can you tell us a little bit about how this came about? So this is so, fa <laughs> this is so fascinating to me because, you know, you're working in a hospital, like you've, you're former, you know, you're military. Now you're working in a hospital. And now today you're, you're a light worker, spiritual coach at your website. I man, tell us about how Divinspiration came to be. Well, I will say that it's definitely um, a new, a new thing that I'm starting, um, and I'm I'm currently being trained by Anthony. Cool. I I think at some point, I know he's I know he's writing he's he's finishing up you know the big pharma book, but yep. I think he made. I think he made like an entire new realm of therapy. Like we could call it maybe consciousness therapy, spiritual therapy or something like that, where we're like, we're relating, you know, we're relating consciousness, like quantum physics and all this, you know, and all this stuff to dark night of the soul to, to getting ourselves better and actually loving the life that we live. Because I mean, at a subconscious level with, you know, both of our experiences, I didn't intentionally mean to kill myself, but subconsciously I was willing to gamble my life because I didn't know what to do. Like I, like there was no one to turn to all of this information was incredibly scary. And I didn't, and at that time I didn't have my own personal sovereignty or I didn't, I didn't tap into source and realize that, Oh, like we're, we're infinitely abundant and, and like, you know, love, love trumps fear each time. So um, with divinspiration, I, divine inspiration, divinspiration. I, I am using this platform to help out anyone else who is going through a dark night of the soul journey, particularly anyone who was in my situation where we couldn't really talk about it with other people and we felt like we were going crazy. Um, and not only that, of course, like personal coaching, personal counseling, things like that, but um, if, if you are on the route of wanting to find your true purpose, wanting to speak from your true self, and I will say there are days it's really hard to speak from our true self mm -hmm. because the influences that we've had when we were younger, some of these influences, like some of these thoughts that I have, I can actually, I can actually relate it to, oh, it sounds like this family member. This family member is actually talking with me. It's not like they're channeling me, but, but we have so many influences that are, that are from the fear-based society, which are really psychologically attacking our true self and, and preventing us from, from, connecting, channeling clearly with the divine and, and figuring out our purpose in life. And so, um, which is why, you know, coming onto this podcast and this is my first podca podcast, I oh, wanted okay. to, I, <laughs> I wanted to ensure that, that Victoria is being used as a vessel. Um, and that, and because we can easily allow our ego self to kind of take over, you know, and no, I, I want to buy this cheeseburger or, you know, I, you know, I, I feel lazy today. I don't want to exercise or, or things like that. And so um, with 
Anthony has taught me so much. Um, and, and he's kind of a crow whisperer to let you know, every time we've, every time we've reconnected, um, you know, on, you know, for, for therapy, for counseling, crows do some phenomenal things like in front of my face. Um, so I was just like, are you channeling Odin or like, are you like reincarnated Socrates or something? But, but, um, Edgar Allan Poe maybe. Oh, oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. True. Poet, you know it. Um, so, so yeah, I want, I really want to help other people because, because I feel like a lot more people are going to start to awaken to this, become aware of, become conscious of this. Um, and I'm already seeing it. I'm already seeing it with my friends. My, my friends are already questioning things. I'm like, yes, you're yes. on board. Yes. Good job. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, you're, you're um, leading the charge, leading the charge. You're hitting the barbed wire so they can crawl over top of you, right? Yeah. Yep. At the same time, I'm trying so hard not to like use my platform to convince people. It's not like trying nope. to convince people. It's Can't just that. laying out the facts and people, you know, people yep. take it as they want yep. to or whatever. Yep. Well, I have some stuff to say on all that. And I think that's such a beautiful way to take what, you know, you take this information and then you want to give back, you know what I mean? And I'll tell you one thing. So from my experience through like, you know, through recovery, you know, at first I was the humble guy who showed up with didn't have any of the answers and somebody took me under their wing and showed me what it was like to live a clean and sober life you know what i mean i had a sponsor and mentors and people that i looked up to that showed me what that was like now i'm at the point where i sponsor other guys where i give back and that's like the core fundamental part of you know the type of program of recovery i work is that once you get the information now it's your duty to pass that on to help others right and i'll tell you in all of my years of doing that and like you know I've done it like in a professional capacity. I used to be a counselor myself, like a drug and alcohol counselor for a while. And, um, through like a professional, like clinical setting. And then also just sponsoring guys that you meet, you know, and meet like meetings and stuff like that. The one thing I've learned is that I get like probably more out of it than they get. So when we're on, when we're in these interactions, these like very spiritual interactions with people where we're maybe the intention and the purpose is arriving to help them, you know, so much will be revealed to you as well you'll learn so much and you'll grow so much as well. I mean, that's been my experience is that through showing up to help others, you know, I'm the one that gets the help. Like one of my sponsors out in Oregon or my sponsor out in Oregon, the one I had the whole time, just such a good dude. He always said to me is that, um, you know, we don't, we don't get to decide who gets the help. Our job is just to show up. Some days I get the help. Some days it's somebody else that gets the help. You know what I mean? But our job is just to show up. And so it's a fascinating thing when we're able to give back. Cause that's really, such a big component of like the spiritual aspect of this is like the giving back and being like other centered, you know, and then we grow so much in that. It's a very interesting thing that happens. And another parallel that I like to associate with recovery and, and just truth awakening is the idea that, you know, it's like with an alcoholic, like you can't convince an alcoholic to stop drinking. You can have all the interventions, you can do all the things and possibly imaginable intellectually explain, Hey man, you're ruining your life. And there's nothing you can say to get them to want to stop. They have to have that revelation from within. They have to realize it for themselves. You know what I mean? And so for us trying to like pound our heads against the wall, trying to like convince them, Hey man, look at this study. Hey, did you hear what Anthony Fauci said again? Like, look, they're lying over here. It doesn't, it doesn't enter their brains. It doesn't enter their like consciousness at all until they have like a, 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 just a moment where poof, that spark happens. And then once they're on that path, like you've experienced, 
then it all just comes flooding in, you know? And so that's why I completely agree with what you said, where it's almost a wasted effort to try to convince people. But another recovery principle that we, we say a lot too, is it's, it's all about attraction rather than promotion. So I don't go out and promote it. I just live it and I make it look attractive and I'm, and then you just radiate it out. And then other people are like, Whoa, like I want, I want some of that. I want to have a piece of what he has. You know what I mean? And how did you get there? And it's like, well, let me show you. And that's, that's, that's where you get them. Yeah. That is a great, I wrote that down. Attraction, not promotion. Yep. That's great. Yeah. Yep. yep. Just live how it. We, yeah. How do we, how do we make it sound spicy? How do we make it sound like exciting to be in the terrain science field? I and, know. And it's, it, the thing is it's, it's power. It's like, you want your power back? Yeah. Come over to the side. Like, yep. don't you want power? Don't you want to like, don't you want to manifest what you want in life? Like, exactly. don't you want your, your external realm to be in your favor? Yep. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. You, you speak, you, you speak the truth. You speak the truth. We're trying to, I mean, on this side of it, on this side of the equation, it is like infinite abundance. It's like, there's no fear. It's only hope. And we're, we're pushing through and we're creating a new world. You know what I mean? Don't you guys want to be a part of that? You don't want to be stuck in like your TV and your cortisol and your, your, your Netflix and your CNN. Like that sounds like hell. Come on over <laughs> here. Like we're, we're healthy. We're, we have fun. Like we make fun of people in masks. Come on. It's so much more fun to make fun of people in masks than to wear a mask. I guarantee it all day long. Especially in your car. Exactly. Especially (laughs) in the car. Like just drop the mask in the car and come hang out with us. It's way cooler. So, (laughs) so right on. Well, Victoria, do you have any final thoughts or anything? Anything, any more words of wisdom you want to impart on the people here? I just, yeah, I just want to thank you so much for this opportunity. And, and I hope that we were able to reach out to some people and let them know like, Hey, everything's going to be okay. Like we're, we're a loving community. This is, this is not a community that's going to reject anyone. This is a loving community. We, we, um, we are, we train and we are meant to love every single individual person because every person, everything, every being is an, an external reflection of us. So we're, we're all interconnected. So yeah, thank you for listening to this conversation. I hope you got something out of it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Thanks, Victoria. So uh, just real quick, tell the people where they can uh, follow you, support you any way that you want the people to, that, to follow up with you after this. Absolutely. Um, for Terrain Science Things, www.terrainscience.com. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal articles on there. And it and it's so easy to understand. Um Anthony says, you know, I like to write in it with a chatty style, you know, being a theater critic and things like that. So it's so science you're a theater, is easy. You're a, theater, you're a theater critic? Oh, he was. Oh, oh I yeah. thought you were talking about you were okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. So so it's written in a way, like a lot of the articles are written in a way for us easy to understand. So like I, I struggled in science. This is this is definitely easy to understand as far as spiritual counseling, personal counseling, personal coaching, dealing with dark night of the soul journey. Um, you're welcome to go on www.divinspiration.org um, and just check my website out. Um, I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to help people out and my story is on there too. Yep. Yep. So there you go. Do you have any social media or anything like that? Do you want to shout out or anything? I do, but um, keep yeah. it on the DL for now. That's fine. Oh, deal for now. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, Victoria, you're doing awesome work. Like, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I definitely think the people got a lot out of it and you guys go, go check her out. Go fall, go sign up, go sign up and, uh, get a, get a 
get a coaching session and uh you know what i'm saying like like we can all use a little bit of guiding on this journey you know what i mean you'll never know what you get out of it you know you show up and some days you get the help and sometimes who knows how that ripples out from there so um all right guys well thank you so much like next week for me is gonna be a little crazy i'm gonna be i'm on the road working at a job in virginia Shout out to Paul and Catherine. They invited me out to their lovely home to do all my handyman stuff there for the week. So I don't know what an episode is going to look like. I might try to do an episode with them, but I don't have anything on the books with a guest. So it's going to be very impromptu. Um, but yeah, you guys, rebunk.news is the site. Um, yeah, much love to all you guys, and I'll see you soon. Peace. Bam.